Hey everyone, Alan Smithson here with the XR for Business podcast. Today we're speaking with Amy Hedrick, co-founder and CEO of Cleanbox, a smart technology hygiene company that's providing hospital-grade decontamination of shared hardware, which I guess we can all agree right now is very necessary in the current situation. In this podcast, we'll also learn how the team at Cleanbox is helping hospitals maintain mask hygiene. All that and more coming up next on the XR for Business podcast. Amy, welcome. Thank you, Alan. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for taking time. I know you are crazy busy working uh, probably 20-hour days right now. You are on the front lines bringing uh, hygiene in a time where it could not be more important. So uh, thank you for joining us and taking the time. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And you're right. It's, it is um, very timely. It's everybody's focus right now. Uh, globally is on hygiene and public safety and public responsibility and how we can uh, better stay safe when when we're able to go back out in the world. Absolutely. So I'm going to get right into it. I know you were working with the VR community very heavily, but um, I I think right now this is just kind of top of mind with everybody. So maybe in your own words, you can explain what Cleanbox Technologies does. Sure. Well, okay. So Cleanbox uh, technology provides hospital grade uh, decontamination of shared hardware. So we designed our core technology with actually with XR in mind, with the idea and the belief that virtual and augmented reality had great potential in terms of business and enterprise purposes, as well as in um, healthcare and of course, entertainment. Um, Seeing the value there and thinking ahead of what, what would be the pain points that would prevent a a successful global deployment or a successful um, corporate deployment and adequate actual consumer adoption. A few years ago, thinking back on how we would be able to meet some of those uh, pain points and eliminate them and and lower the barrier of entry, hygiene seemed to be one of those things that it it was easy to forget. So with XR technology, it's it's so sexy (laughs) and there's a lot of uh, very interesting and cool and unique things you can do with it. So the the logistics sometimes gets, gets a little bit lost. We came at um, the XR community from the point of risk mitigation. How could we reduce the risk of contagion transfer and thus some detrimental event happening within the industry? And we've grown since then. So right now, it's an interesting time because we're all uh, stuck at home. So things like location-based entertainment facilities are empty. Where is your business coming from then now? I know you from speaking with one of your advisors, uh, Terry Schusler that you're booming right now. You can't fulfill the orders fast enough. Yeah. Where is this business coming from if it's not coming from location-based entertainment? Well, we've always been uh, addressing multiple markets at once. <clears throat> location-based entertainment is, of course, first and, and foremost in people's minds because that's, I guess, our, the best education for the average consumer into what uh, immersive technology can do. So it's And it's very dear to my origins, and we definitely take care of the uh, LBE community. On that note, I would say that there are plenty of organizations looking forward to the day that they can reopen and realizing that not only just the idea of hygiene, but actual hygiene is really critically important to um, reopening those businesses and and looking at bringing um, people back in. But in terms of our other types of uh, clients, we work in enterprise, we work in healthcare, so anything from automotive to um, aerospace or airline industry, from retail to um, automation, mine safety training, there's a lot going on in healthcare as well. We've been very, very active uh, in multiple enterprise business verticals. So Terry's right. There is a huge demand, and that's because 
people are, are both still using XR right now, either in, for instance, frontline triage training for COVID-19 response teams. And they're also still using it. Some of the frontline workers and companies that you would not necessarily think of using XR still, um, they're using it for everything from keeping their frontline workers engaged um, mentally or emotionally, giving them a, a sort of a Zen moment, a Zen break if they're frontlines or first responders, to exercise programs, to training. So really Clean boxes is is in a lot of business verticals because anybody that uses hardware on their face and head needs to have a way to protect the next person. The one thing uh, that you just mentioned was the, the VR being used for um, kind of just a moment of peace when you're on the front lines of battling this disease. I think as a world, we've been pretty lucky with this particular virus. Yes, it's spread around the world and it, it shut our economies, but the mortality rate is low enough that we can at least keep hold of it and but our, our frontline hospital workers are going through a really, really tough time right now, working ridiculous hours and, and multi-shifts and stuff. So giving them the peace of mind to be able to just sit in a tranquil place and just kind of zone out for a minute, uh, I think is very necessary as well. Terry had mentioned uh, once that you guys can also sterilize masks and things. Um, well, let me, I guess I realize I haven't really explained how our technology works. So maybe- Yeah, let's get into it. What does it do? <laughs> How does it work? We use UVC light in an LED to decontaminate any kind of shared hardware. It's a 60-second process, and in that 60 seconds, we reach 99.99% eradication of any kind of contagion from viruses to bacteria to fungi. Um, we use UVC light. Traditionally, it's been used in healthcare systems for decades. Um, why is it effective? It's effective because it deconstructs the DNA or RNA strands of a contagion. UVC light's been used in hospitals for the last 40 years-ish. Um, so it's it's a proven technology. What we do is in an LED as opposed to a mercury tube. So we've eliminated the heat and the toxin components that would normally come with UVC uh, decontamination. And that's important because, of course, you're wearing this hardware on your face, on your eyes, on your mouth, on your nose. So you definitely want to have a decontamination process that doesn't include chemicals or anything that could be not safe for the end user. We've been sterilizing because we, we bought masks for our VR headsets, the, the leatherette masks, uh, and we've been sterilizing them using alcohol swabs. Well, I can tell you that alcohol is an effective uh, form of decontamination on hard surfaces, but you have to leave it wet for two to four minutes for it to actually do the decontamination you're expecting. Um, you'll actually see that if you read the back of your Lysol bottle or whatever kind of decontaminant you have. Uh, if you want to reach that 99%, there's a certain way you have to go about doing that, which alcohol on electronics is, well, any kind of liquid on electronics is not really an, an ideal situation. So even looking at what are the best ways to decontaminate a product, thinking about alcohol, um, you've got to have a user wipe it on a certain surface, which which brings in human error components that would in, would would affect whether or not you're actually decontaminating that surface. Um, alcohol is also not effective on soft surfaces, so there has to be uh, something that can continue to clean the entirety of a complicated headset. VR and AR headsets are a bit more complicated to clean than your average electronics, for instance. I mean, a cell phone is pretty easy to clean. Uh, a headset, you have shadows and you have multiple types of materials on the surface and, and multiple touch points. And uh, they all have to be decontaminated evenly and equally uh, to make sure you don't pass a contagion from one person to the next. I actually have a question about that. What happens in parts that the light can't see? 
So um, it's a lot, you're right, UVC is a line of sight technology, but all of Cleanbox's products are engineered for maximum UVC efficacy. And what that means is that we've eliminated those shadows. We have an overlap and radius of our lights um, that's been tested and gone through the R&D process and gone through independent lab testing to make sure that there are no shadows in anything that touches your face or head. Another thing about UVC light is that if you want to decontaminate a surface, for instance, you need to have the right mixture of the distance from the surface, um, the time that light is evenly over that surface, and the intensity of the nanometer wavelength. So it's a little bit more complicated than it sounds. (laughs) Absolutely. It sounds like you guys have some smart people working on this. Yes, I have a really great team. I'm very proud of them. I can imagine. Yeah. Well, you had alluded to to masks. Um, so I, I would, I'll just mention that UVC light, as I mentioned, has been um, used in hospitals for decades, which means that it's um, a trusted technology. So we know that it's, our lights have been tested against H1N1. They've been tested against, uh, they're effective against SARS and MERS, um, something like bacterial, which is like MRSA, an antibiotic resistant staph infection. Um, so, so we have a lot of, there's a lot of data to support the use case. Um, And because of that, we do have clients that have been saying, hey, we're using this for PPEs um, because UVC light is a known entity. So we've been working with some of our clients actually to provide retrofits for our existing product that they've donated and in parallel working on a product that is specific for masks. So that's been uh, keeping us very, very, very busy as a small team, but a pivot that we really felt was mission critical right now. I mean, I'm sure, Alan, you probably know people, uh, frontline workers, first responders, uh, people that are exposed to this. And while fortunately it doesn't have a uh, uh, as high of a death rate as, as it could, it still is impacting people's lives. So this is a way that we knew that we could help um, because our, we know that our technology is effective and at eradicating contagions. That's incredible. We're in probably the most unique time in, in well, in, in our lives, uh, definitely. Uh, and you have a technology. So how do you get this into the hands of uh, governments? Um, how do you get this in the hands of uh, hospitals so that they can, because mask shortage seems to be a problem. Um, but if you can sterilize things quickly and, and reuse things, it seems to be a, a win-win. Yes. Well, we have clients already in healthcare in uh, various departments in different um, uh, hospitals and, and healthcare centers and, and universities. Um, and so they've been using our product right now because they already have it, we've provided a retrofit so that it, it equally decontaminates both sides of the masks. But um, getting a mask-specific product out to hospitals, we have a lot of corporate partners that are, are helping support uh, the work that we're doing. Um, they say, how can we be involved? How, how can we help you guys get product to healthcare centers? So I'm working on a number of, of fronts to push that forward and, and make sure we can get this out. The product that we uh, build, that we can provide, um, is something that can be used on an ongoing basis. So throughout the day, um, a healthcare worker uh, can use it in between patients or or a first responder between emergency responses. And this way, it's something that is a, a very light footprint. It's a small product. Um, it's a 60 to 120 second cycle, and it can be stationed throughout lots of different stations in a healthcare center. That's something that we can do. This way, they don't have to export the mask first, uh, then have it re, uh, repurposed and then reintroduced back into the healthcare system. Hopefully that makes sense. And I, I, did, I explained that well enough. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess 
for companies that are, are selling these solutions, let's say, for example, they've got a VR collaboration. So you, you recently sponsored the XR Collaboration Platform Resource Guide uh, at xrcollaboration.com. And it's a global resource guide that helps people make decisions on using virtual and augmented reality solutions for collaboration now that we're basically creating more social interactions in a time of social distancing. So with that, uh, what would your recommendation be to these companies that are selling these solutions to customers and how can they get a hold of you and, and kind of bundle the Cleanbox solution uh, with that? Well, we do have a lot of people in pre-pandemic that have already been kind of going down that path. Uh, so we've been um, anticipating the growth of XR already in enterprise and healthcare. So I think that some some companies are further along in that process. But um, obviously, hygiene is a really critical. We've always believed this is why Cleanbox exists, is that hygiene is a critical uh, piece of the puzzle that sometimes is the last piece that you need, but you'll always need it. We work with all types of clients in various types of packagings, um, bundling, um, other kinds of agreements that we're, we're happy to make and we have set up. So you can always reach out to me by email. My email is my first initial last name at cleanboxtech.com, or you can always send uh, an info at cleanboxtech.com email and, and someone from the sales team will reach back out to you. But we are also global. So we uh, we're entirely made in the U.S. right now. Uh, which has been actually good for us because um, we've had uh, fewer manufacturing challenges, I suppose. Um, we're still running, operating, manufacturing, shipping product. Um, we have not had no interruptions for that. And we do ship everywhere in the world. So website again, cleanboxtech.com, correct? Yes, correct. You'll see up there is all of uh, the product that we have right now for HMDs. Um, and then the, we have other product in the pipeline too, um, that I think will be interesting to a lot of companies that are looking for other solutions in addition to their headsets. So Amy, uh, what are the different models that you have? Well, we have three products on the market right now. Um, the CX one, the CX two and the CX four, uh, the CX one cleans one headset at once. The two cleans two and the four cleans four. Very, very simple. That seems pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> it seems obvious when you say it that way. It's a 60 second cycle, uh, regardless of which product, whether you're cleaning one at once or four at once, it's still going to be that one minute cycle time. And then on that note, we do actually have a new product coming out this summer, which is our ad hoc box. And that's intended for other types of small electronics, shared electronics, whether it be your cell phone or your earbuds or your tablet or your handheld haptics. So I think people will be excited to see that one as well. And and uh, do you want to speak up to the pricing? Well, I will tell you that we do offer tiered pricing. Uh, if you want to reach out to us at info at cleanboxtech.com, we can send you a pricing sheet for all of our products. And then uh, that way you'll know where any kinds of discounts or other kinds of offerings we might be able to help you with. Excellent. Before we go, what is one problem in the world that you'd like to see solved using XR technologies? Hmm. There are so many. Well, I think let's take it back to healthcare um, quickly. And I'm going to use an example that's not my own example, but a surgeon that has been using XR for um, head of a brain surgery, um, knowing that that taking that that technology can impact the level of efficacy on that actual surgery and increase the chance for a patient's recovery 
uh, and better that process, I would say that that's a, a major <laughs> flag to, to wave uh, for, for successful use cases that I would hope can drive the message that this is a new technology that can completely impact not only the time that it takes to um, complete a process, but it, it can impact the efficiency and the success rate of that particular job. I don't see it as a threat um, in any way to existing um, structure. I see it as an enhancement, as a an opportunity for change and an opportunity to to do a better job, um, whether you're a, a physician, a surgeon, a, a, an educator, uh, even an entertainer, it's, it's a tool. And I'm hoping that more and more people will start to see all of the options um, in that toolbox. Well, that is very well said. Thank you so much, Amy, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us today. And I want to say thank you to everybody for listening. And also, if you haven't already subscribed, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe so you're always alerted of the new stuff. You can also find us at xrforbusiness.io. And one last message, please download the free guide, resource guide to XR Collaborations. It's available now at xrcollaboration.com.